Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for everyone who's given us a shout out on Instagram or your Facebook story. We appreciate it. You know, I was on Instagram today and I saw a post and it said, you cannot love what God loves without hating what God hates. I'll say it again. You can't love what God loves without hating what God hates. And someone commented on the bottom and said, God hates? Question mark. Like it was a surprise to them to hear that God hates. Oh, if God is love, how can God hate? Well, it's because that hate is actually not the opposite of love. Fear is the opposite of love. But um, the Bible says, because you loved righteousness and hated wickedness, therefore God, your own God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. And so there's actually a list of things that God hates um, and that, that, are, uh, that are very displeasing to him. And part of loving God is hating the same things. So I want to read your scripture in um, Proverbs Uh, Where did it go? I think it was Proverbs 9. But I'll read you this one. This one's going to be a little bit different because I'm going to talk just briefly today about um, the Bible and politics. The Bible and politics. When we, um, you can't avoid the politic conversation. Well, if you can, let me know how you did, you know. Um, In this day and age, because things are so rife in our country, it's such a a hot topic. Um, I wish they, I think they should give the award for the most popular person on planet earth, like the one who's talked about the most. Um, and it would cause even more debate, uh, just because of that, uh, that idea. But, um, uh, the Bible's pretty clear on how we should organize our life and organize our beliefs. There's a set of things that God looks at and says, Hey, this doesn't, this doesn't please me. And so ultimately, if you align yourself with something that God doesn't, um, God doesn't like, you're going to put yourself in a, in a, a bad category, right? So Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 says, These six things does the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he that sows discord among brethren. So part of the reason why I voted for um, Trump back in 16, and I plan on voting for him again in 2020, isn't because I feel like he's an amazing uh, moral leader. I don't feel like he's an amazing person with the highest standards that have has had a spotless life. Obviously, anyone can look and say, man, this... He's definitely made some mistakes. He hasn't been uh, he hasn't been a Christian really. If if he is a Christian, he hasn't been a Christian for very long. Um, so I'm not electing him because I need him to be a great Christian. I'm electing him because of what he stands for. Um, uh, ultimately, what he's doing um, to the system um, of the world. So the first thing that we have to look at is really what is the Antichrist's agenda? When you look at at the end of the age and you look at what the Antichrist is doing, what is the Antichrist doing? So we know a couple things. It becomes a one world government. So number one is globalism. Any party that aligns itself with a globalist agenda is one that I biblically need to oppose. Ultimately, Jesus ends up reigning and it is a globalist it is a global reign, but no one that's reigning on this earth is Jesus right now, and they actually have the opposite um, agenda. So the, the, the thing that pushes, let's take away borders, let's create one people, this idea is actually one that um, 
is is goes against what we as Christians should should be pushing for. This doesn't mean you know uh, the word nationalism has has taken a um, has become uh, has gotten a bad connotation. If nationalism then is the opposite of globalism, then yes, I'm for nationalism. But ultimately, what I'm for is what America stands for: is one nation under God. And so, the more I see it that people try to erase borders, the more they're wanting to take God out of the government, um, God out of our way of life. It's not even about God and the government; it's God out of our way of life. The reason this nation has enjoyed the prosperity it has is because of people looking at the Bible as a moral authority and moral law. There's a scripture that says, um, in Proverbs, it says, uh, Proverbs 14.34, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The reality is, is the more that a nation goes away from God, the, 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 the quicker the fall is going to be. And so a couple of the things, the first thing, globalism versus nationalism, anything that's pushing for a globalist agenda ultimately is, is an anti-Christ agenda. The second thing is pro-Israel or anti-Israel. Obviously, the, the uh, person who ends up being the antichrist signs a peace treaty with Israel. Um, this is at, during the tribulation, signs a peace treaty that marks the beginning of the tribulation, and then halfway through backs up on that peace treaty, and then it goes against the Jews. So we know ultimately because of because Lucifer's plan has been to kill the seed, he knew the seed would come from Adam and Eve, and then it was going to come through the bloodline of, of uh, uh, Moses, Abraham, Moses, down the line. There's always been an attempt to take out the, to take out the seed, and that's why um, the king, even when Jesus was born, uh, when he heard that there was a, it's still the Antichrist agenda of like, let's take out the seed. Because in Genesis 3.15, it says that the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent. So the devil has been looking like, hey, if I can just kill all the children, I'll kill the seed along the way. So this anti-Israel agenda. And so that's a big one for me. Uh, there was a guy who ran for governor here in Florida, Andrew Gillum, um, definitely a socialist, uh, funded by George Soros. But he had on his website pro-Israel. But then he went and spoke at a care conference, C-A-I-R, and that's that's um, a party that's um, a basically basically a uh, basically a um, anti-Israel, pro-Muslim um, group that that doesn't want anything but um, sanctions against Israel. Uh, uh, is completely anti-Israel. And so that's one thing that I'm not able to support is that's something that's anti-Israel and anti-Bible. There's a there's one of the judgments that we'll actually come into at the end of the age is called the sheeps and the goats, uh, the, the sheep and the goats, and it's, he's, he's separated. And it's the one in the Bible where it says there'll be, you know, the, the sheep on the left, the goats on the right. Oh, you know, you, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. That's actually a judgment that'll be how people who didn't get raptured, people who were, went through the tribulations, who accepted Jesus, how they actually treated do, the Jewish people, tr- treated the nation of, of Israel. And so anything that's against Israel is an antichrist agenda, and it's something you can't align yourself with. So people can say, oh, we're pro-Israel, but then in their actions, if they're speaking at a care conference, C-A-I-R, care conference here in Florida, you're, you're showing by your actions that you're not right? If you say, oh, I'm not a racist, and then you go speak at a Ku Klux Klan organization, you're showing that you are supporting racist things, right? Crude analogy, but, but it works. This, the, the third thing, and I think one of the biggest things that we have to look at is also 
marriage. Marriage is defined by God. You know, the truth is we're not looking for Christianity to be the law of the land. This is where I think Christians can sometimes get it wrong. We're not looking for Christianity to be the law of the land. I'm not looking for um, for homosexuality to be illegal. It's not like in Islam where they're killing, you know, people from being illegal. We don't want that. You know, we don't want people killed for committing adultery. We want freedom. You know, you want people in the reason this nation is so great is because people could choose. If you want to be homosexual, you can be homosexual. Ultimately me as a pastor, I want people to be in heaven. So me as a minister, I want people in heaven. But as far as a government goes, I'm not looking for the 10 commandments to be the law of the land. What I am looking for is things that God calls sin, not to be made illegal, but not to be, not to be something that's uh, like the government deciding that a man and a man can get married. I think that's an, an, over, an overreach because who made marriage? God made marriage. It was something that God invented. And so to, to change it to mean something different, you know, to change it to mean something that it shouldn't mean. I think that's where you get these abuses where, you know, uh, people in the Middle East are getting married, marrying w- girls who are nine years old, 11 years old. That's, that's an issue. That's a sin, right? That's not something that... Uh, that's not something that's going to cause the nation to prosper. So when the nation puts their thumb on something and say, we approve of this gay marriage, you're, you're putting your, your sure people can be in a gay relationship, but ultimately the, the marriage, when a government does it from a governmental level, from a nation national level, you run into an issue that the nation is going to stop prospering because of that. And then the last one, and this is really where I'm going to say a statement that may offend some people. You can't be a Democrat and be a Christian. You can't be a Democrat and be a Christian. Why? Because the Democrat Party is the one that's for abortion. We read in there things that God hates, hands that shed innocent blood. I want to read you a scripture here in uh, the book of Isaiah. It says, to what purpose, Isaiah 1, verse 11, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, says the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts and delight not in the bullocks of goats or of lambs or of the goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yes, when you make many prayers, I will not hear because your hands are full of blood. You know, when God looks at something like abortion and where people take the life of innocent children, innocent people, and you can't say things like, you know, it's a it's not a human yet. It's a potential human. No, it's a human with a lot of potential. It's a stage of growth. Just, just like, you know, if you're a baby becoming, if you're an infant becoming a toddler, that's a stage of growth. If I'm 60 becoming 70, that's a stage of growth. It's still, it doesn't make me, my, my dependency on a mother doesn't make me non-human. Then that means anyone who has a, uh, a heart and anyone has a pacemaker is not a human anymore because they're dependent on something to live. Hey, you're dependent on God to live for your breath. That doesn't make you not human, right? So there are people, I'll even go as far to say that if you're supporting a party that supports abortion, it's the reason your prayers are not getting answered. God looks at your sacrifices as something that's actually an abomination. Things that he called the tithe, the different things, all these sacrifices, he looks and says, I'm done with this. I wish it's an abomination to me because your hands are full of blood. There's no way to even begin that conversation. Maybe, maybe Trump hasn't done everything right. There's even policies of his I honestly don't like, some decisions he's made that I don't, that I don't agree with. But when it comes down to it, if, if, if we're looking at a party 
that's, that's going to cause moral rot in the land by putting forth these agendas that are completely against what the Bible says. The reason this country is so great is because it's one nation under God. And I know ultimately whether or not, you know, it was one nation under God, you could be living somewhere where it's not. It's you're living in a, a Muslim country and you choose to serve God. But if you have a choice and we're in a place where we're, we're choosing the future of our country and you align yourself with somebody who has who uh, with a party that has a certain thing and they look at and they say, hey, abortion is good, you know, women's rights. You can't allow your, align yourself with that and still, call, and, and still expect God to bless you. And that's why there, there are too many people. There are many Christians who vote Democrat, but I, I honestly believe it's a sin and it's something that if, if, if when the time comes and they have to give an account for it, their eyes are going to be opened. And it's easy, you know, oh, everyone did this. You know, we didn't like, the, the, we didn't like that guy, this person. But you can't do that in a lot and say you're a Christian. You can't align yourself with values that of, of, of things that God hates. So this isn't here. This isn't an endorsement for a certain party. What I am saying is vote, vote biblically. When the time comes, you have to choose biblically when the time comes. To, to, if, if, the, if the Democrat party changed around, if another party came in and they had good values and they were for, they were for things that were going to help our country, I want to live in a country that's moving forward and not moving backward. If the country continues the way it is and goes down the path of everything that it's trying to do right now, this country is going to fall apart. As Rome fell apart because, because of sexual promiscuity and different things that happened, the nation will crumble because of it. And ultimately, if I'm choosing a country that I live in, I want one that serves God and I want one that serves God and seeks God. Let's, let's have one nation under God. And let's move forward. I love you. Thanks for listening. I know this one is a little bit different. You can get angry at me if you want. Um, but something that I, I want to address of why we vote. When it comes time to vote, why we vote the way that we do as Christians. It's because of what the Bible says. Don't vote for something that God hates. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow.